Hey, what's good, family? This is your boy Santa. Come on, we have the real word. And um, um, we also have our co-host. Good afternoon, everybody. We thank you for watching the Real World Show. This is the third season. This is the fourth episode of that third season. We thank everybody that's just been watching, that's been supporting the movement, that's been supporting the grind. We love you guys for loving us. Um, so we thank you all for watching. Shout out to the Book Network. Um, I was out there today uploading some more episodes that will be on TV next week. Um, shout out to everybody that supported the YouTube. The YouTube channel is dumping. I just uploaded some new videos the other day, and they're already hitting at thousands of views. So shout out to everybody on the YouTube. That's www.youtube.com backslash C for channel backslash The Real Word TV. That's youtube.com backslash The Real Word TV. Shout out to everybody that's been donating to GoFundMe. Every proceed from the GoFundMe goes towards community service um, initiatives that we put out in the community. Um, that's the turkey drive, clothing drive, coat drive, diaper drive, all the things that you've seen us do. So shout out to everybody that donated to the GoFundMe. That's GoFundMe.com backslash the real word. GoFundMe.com backslash the real word. But enough about us. We have a very special guest in the building. Introduce yourself, sir. Yo, 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 yo. Mic check, one, two, one, two. What's good? <laughs> Ink by Spider. How's everything? That's what's up. Tell the people who you are and everything, my guy. Oh, man. I'm, I'm one of those people... That you're meeting, you never forget. Why you say that? I'm a positive young black brother in, in the world trying to make it, help my friends and people and family around me, and just try to be positive and motivate everybody as we could. That's, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. How does it feel? Um, this is getting right to the end. How does it feel being a businessman, owning your own business, and everything like that? It feels, it feels good. It feels great. I mean, you got those times and you're like, I don't, I don't want to be the boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got those times like that, but then you got the times that's reward, and they're like, wow, look what we built and what we can continue to build. You know what I mean? For those that don't know, tell them a little bit about yourself, tell them about your business, and tell them about what's it called. Well, um, like I said before, my name is Ink My Spider. Some of my friends know me as Joe, Joe Green, and um, our business is Top Gun Tattoo in New York. It's a uh, it's a tattoo shop that been around for at least about 10, 15 years now. Okay. We have um, another shop with one of my really good friends, Glenn Cousin, out in London. Okay. Yeah, I mean, shout out to them. So we just trying to build and build. Hopefully, we can have some more in the future. Wow. And so one of the guys in the city, one of the realest dudes on earth. Shout out to your man and everything like that. Oh yeah, that's my guy right there. Shout that's out to my up. dude Hafiz. That's what's up. So I wanted to ask, how was the process in regards to you starting out? Like, cause you know, a lot of times people see you, you know, you own your own, you have your own business. They they see the glory, but they don't see the story. What is what is one difficulty that you've learned in regards to to having your business and everything like that? <sighs> difficulty is having business and just staying consistent. So, Spider, what made you open up a tattoo shop? I mean, I wanted one day, you know. Well, this, the, how long is this show? Because it's going to last forever. It's an hour. It's an hour. You got your thing. Yeah, you, got so you, know, you know, um, man, I spent some time in Atlanta for a while, you know, ch uh, chasing other dreams and ended up back in New York. And um, it started as um, first, like, okay, I need to find a place to become a tattoo artist. Okay. I need to learn because I can't just learn by myself. I started in the house. Uh, doing pieces on my nephews and on mom. Shout out for them to be me being my test dummies. <laughs> I had to cover a lot of that up later on in life. You know what I mean? But um, 
you know, from there is I, I found the spot, the place mm. with my mental affliction. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I used to, it, it had to be like a year, two, two years. I would come in every single day. And I'd be like, yo, what's up? You don't need no help in here. You, know, mm. you don't need me to clean up, sweep up, nothing. Wow. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. I was on his ass though a year, two years. Mm. Finally, he, he came, I came one day, he said, yo, listen, come in the morning, it's going to be a, um, a broom and a mop with your name on it right oh, there. Wow. I said, no problem. See you in the morning, boss. <laughs> so, so from doing, I guess, cleaning the shop, then you went on to actually tattooing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was learning at the same time. I was still learning. He was teaching me things that I didn't know that I couldn't learn on my own. You know what I mean? And then eventually, he just, he felt like I had everything con under control, so he just, he left. <laughs> he come and go as he pleased. Yeah, I was just, I was there. Yeah, I was just still doing it, still learning business. The, you know what I mean? Because there's no greater teacher than experience. Mm. That's the best teacher there is. So, you know I mean, going through the day to days and learning that step by step while in the process of still learning was a great, great step and a great foundation for me. That's amazing. So basically, consistency is key. It's yeah, just what it is. Consistency, consistency. That's what I'm talking about. Before you talking about like those days that you feel like what what are the worst times of like owning your own business? It's being consistent, getting up every morning. Because I know that if I don't get up and I don't go in here and make things happen, I won't have a check at the end of the week um, waiting for me. I have to create that check, so that's what we have to do. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's similar to, I guess, the show you could say, because there's times when, there's times we felt like giving up, to be honest. There's times when, especially like when we face adversity and controversy, we had issues with studios at first where, um, we were first being allowed to use the studio for free mm -hmm. then that person started charging um it, it was a fee that was kind of expensive for the time then afterwards we rented a studio that was cheaper than what the previous person was charging but once you saw that we made it to television he tried to increase the um increase the price but ultimately we ended up getting another studio and we had to pay just to keep the show going because yeah. of what the show meant and what was the show doing yeah on top of that um Eventually, we just created this studio that you see us in right now at the yeah. moment. And a lovely studio it is, by the way, too. Thank guys. you, thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. So then, even afterwards, at times, it takes sacrifices to keep it going, you know, to keep the I lights think, on. I think, I think, I think, I don't think that there's one successful person in this world that's really successful, that really honed their craft and doing what they're doing, that didn't have that day where they felt like they was just, you know what, they didn't want to give up and just throw in the towel. You know what I mean? There was one point at time when I was in my house still learning how to tattoo and I was just I wasn't getting the results that I wanted to get. I just I packed everything up, threw it in the top of the closet, like after <laughs> I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Good thing something told me, yo, listen man, go get your stuff out the closet <laughs> and get back on the ball. <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing sometimes, just to keep on going, you know? Um, even us, with the video editing and the uploading and everything else, sometimes it's hard, like, you know? And sometimes you might not have the funds to fund the company to keep going, and sometimes right. it's people that you don't expect to help you that help you, and then even them, they'll throw you some money, or they'll invest in your business, and they help right. you right along. And 
we thank everyone that invested in our company and everyone that helped us to get thus far and all the guests that's been on the show because we are on what the 66th episode and that says a lot and we thank all the guests that came through all the people that has been here I think my partner Sanders for being consistent and always being here with us and I think that's one of the main keys to success is consistency because a lot of people they don't have consistency and that plays a big role in everything that we're doing right now that's what's up. That's mm. real. That's real. That's real. So um, I wanted to basically ask, what's the next venture that's coming up and everything that you want to do and everything? Oh man, I want to speak out of turn too much, but there's so much different things that I want to aspire to do. I don't know what's wrong with me sometimes. I just be like, one day I don't know if, if my brain is just moving too fast and it's not catching up with life. Mm. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, like I just feel like as we on this earth that we should do as much as we could do as much as possible, learn as much, yep. you know what I mean, and just go through different phases and basically understand who you are as a person completely, mm. you know what I mean, there, there's been times, I swear, there's been times that I told, I told my wife, you said, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to learn how to be a magician. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. And you know, you, you know, and my people, my people out there, my people that really know me, they know me because at this point, they're like, yo, listen. If somebody say you want to be a magician, you're going to be a magician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I already put that forth yet. But um, right now, man, I'm just focused on Top Gun. You know what I mean? That's the main thing right there. What's Top, Top Gun? What's Top, Top Gun is a conglomerate, man. That's me and my people's on a, my, my brother out in London right now, Glenn Cousin. Top Gun Tattoo in New York. Yard. Top Gun Tattoo in UK is out there in Reading, England, to be exact. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a world-class artist that I learned a lot from, you know what I mean? Uh, since day one, he took me under his wings, showed me nothing but love, you know what I mean? So together now, you, we just trying to just build, keep building the brand, keep building it up to as strong as something else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the whole thing right now. So how, how did that move happen in regards to the London move? Well, you know, um, my, like, one... I don't even know how many years it's been now that me and Glenn been really good friends. I mean, we were we beyond friends. We definitely more like family. But I don't know how many years it's been. But one day, we was at a tattoo convention. I believe it was in um, Long Island. Okay. It was at a tattoo convention, and um, I was walking around the convention, and I seen him doing this piece where he did most of the piece. Right I'm like, wow. Mm. Like, bro, what is that? Like, what do you do? Like, mm. he just, he killed it. Wow. And I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life to that day or whatever. Mm. I'm like, wow, yo, that's super dope, bro. But you know what I mean? I just gave him his props. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't do that. You know, A lot of people don't give props to mm. people that's doing extraordinary things or something they just admire. They're not going to say anything about it, but... When Why do you think that is? I mean, I don't know. It's ego. I, I, think it's, I think it's ego. I think it's ego. I think people have insecurities. Yeah, I you definitely know, people think know it's their work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. It's a sad thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a sad thing when you can't see something that you really like and appreciate it and be like, yo, that's dope. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, what you call it, from that day on, we was like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? I go over there. Uh, I go over there so much now that he don't even have to pick me up from the airport no more. Wow. 
I get on the bus. I know what bus to take. Yeah. <laughs> I go straight to the studio. We got a, a, a dope penthouse across from the studio over there, right across the street. Wow. You know what I mean? Drop my bags off and that's it. You know what I mean? But, but before even we even had that penthouse over there, I would just I would go over by his mom and dad house, which is like my mom and dad too. Mm -hmm. I have my own room there and chill and wait for the next day. We work and do what we do. And that's in London or in America? That's in, that's in uh, Reading, England. Okay. And, now, and he does the same thing. He comes over here. He comes over, he stays with me and my family, vice versa, because that's what we like this now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so ever, like I said, ever since then, we've been inseparable on that, or as far as that movement go right there. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So let me ask you a question, right? In regards to us, when I say us, I'm referring to Sanders and I, mm -hmm. since, like, I can say to a certain extent that we're religious without offending the over-religious people. Yeah. And within... Within church, right, oftentimes they look down upon tattoos. Mm -hmm. Some people will call tattoos a taboo, mm -hmm. you know. Um, even I myself, you know, um, dipping and dabbing out in and out. Well, straggling the fence, they call it. Um, between church and out of church, when I was younger, I ended up filling my skin up with tattoos. And a lot of people look down upon me for that as well, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but there is a stigma attached to people with tattoos, especially with people that don't know you. They'll see you, and they start attaching stigmas to you, to both men and women. Well, you know, one point, one, one important thing and a fact about somebody pointing a finger at you is that they got to remember they got both fingers pointing back at them. That's a fact. You know I mean, and only God could judge, so. <laughs> so that's the first thing about that. Second thing is um, I grew up in a predominantly, my mother was a minister, still a minister. My mother was a minister, Baptist church, and my uncle is in, in them, who I grew up with half of my time too is, uh, is Islamic. Yeah, I mean, they're Muslims. I was, uh, I, t I took my shahada and everything, whatever, prayed at the mosque and all that. But, um, and it's the same thing, you know what I mean? With certain, some of my uncles and certain one of them that's like looked down upon and stuff like that. And I told them years ago, and I told myself, I said, yo, God, if this is not the right thing that I'm doing, then take it away from me. But he made me better. <laughs> he made me better and better every year. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think nobody has the answers. No man here on this earth has the answers. And it's your thing. Your thing is your thing. You know what I mean? And if that's something that you enjoy, something that you want to do, then go for it. You know what I mean? There's things that have been hundreds of years ago that was such taboo. You couldn't eat meat on Friday. You know what I mean? Hundreds right. of years ago. Now it's accepted. McDonald's is serving all day. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know about that. I mean, like I said, to each its own. You know what I mean? Tattoos, I, I love it. I love not only um, getting them myself, but I love creating beautiful pieces for my clients when they come in. That's going to last with them for the rest of their life. You know, tattoos are the only thing that last you could take to your grave with you. Yeah. So I feel special and privileged in being to be able to a part, be a part of their life and give them what they want. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it is what it is. Speaking of speaking of something that you take to to the grave with you, I remember um because I got tattooed by a lot of different artists. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost like it's almost like each artist is painting a different page in the book of my life. Yes. So I remember one time um I told this artist, oh. 
try to draw over the previous artist's work and try to make it look better. He said, no, out of respect for the previous artist, I'm not going to touch that. And I didn't know that it was a code of ethic that strong with them tattooings. What do you think? There, there is and there isn't. It depends. I don't know. I have went over a bunch of artist work. You know what I mean? And not that I'm, I want to disrespect them or anything, but I want to make the the, art, the the client happy. And if the client is not happy with it, then that's just what it is. They're just not happy with it. You know what I mean? Then what you call it, it's my job. As long as I can see the same kind of idea and view that they share, then it's my job to bring it to life. You know what I mean? But there's been times that I have seen certain pieces, and I just be like, whoa, nah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> and that's all I know. Either A, there's nothing I could do about it, or B, there was a very prolific artist that did it. Like one time, there's this guy from my neighborhood. He's one of the first tattoo artists in um in all of New York. His name is Tony P. A lot of people got tattoos around my neighborhood and my area from this guy. I'm talking about generations to generations to generations of people got tattoos from this guy. The line used to be so long that it would wrap around the block. Wow. Is that good? Seriously. I mean, uh, he's Tony P. He's a legend. He's a traditional artist, so he wasn't doing a lot of things that we do these days as far as like the realism and the, the different styles of tattooing and stuff like that, but he was good at what he did. And he was one of the first people to do it when tattooing was illegal. And, 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 and he's an African American man. No, 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 no. He's an Italian man. Okay, um, um the twenty P by by Kingston. Yes. Why? Where's that now? He retired. He, I, I'm not sure if he passed away. I forgot. I had a conversation about this uh, some months ago. Yeah. I'm not sure if he passed not, away. Mm -hmm. But um, when tattooing was illegal. He went into his house, which is over there by Troy and Lefkowitz. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, he went into his house, and um, he started tattooing his house. He turned the bottom of his house, the basement. And that's Crockett, by the way, just so Crockett, you know. Brooklyn, yes, yes sir. He turned the bottom of his house into uh, a tattoo parlor. Yeah. You come in, you see the pictures all over the wall. He'll have his wife, Connie, there. she be writing down the list. You got to come in, write your name on the paper, and then sit down and wait. You you might be number forty three. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. It was it was the line was down the block. Cause he was that good too. Yeah, he was that good. It was him and another guy in um Sheepshead Bay, Vinny, I believe. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, but Tony Tony was was our guy at that time. Okay. And um yeah, like I said, but um he he what you call it? He did that for so long. He did it for so long that. He, he, it, like when I, me seeing it, like that's one of the first times I've seen tattooing. I'm like, and it sparked something in my brain. Wow, you know what I mean? Well, let me ask you this: Why do you think tattooing now is is, is so popular now? <sighs> I don't know, man. Tattoos are dope. I'm just asking because <laughs> at one time it wasn't popular. But yeah, back you, then it was really taboo. All Latin, everything like that. You see a lot of guys; they 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 making bread. They doing their thing and everything. Like, what you I think? feel like I feel like rappers. Because before, before they said predominantly in the U.S., it used to be sailors, like sailors that would travel the world, or like army people that went to different countries where it was more acceptable in other countries. Then when they came back home, then they, then the people who seen them when they came back home, like, oh, wow, this person got a tattoo or something, then that popularized it. Then it switched into the rock stars that was tattooed, and they were skinny, and they would do like... Things on stage, like I think, wild I think, stuff. I think as the world progresses, 
progresses and as the world turns, people start getting more creative and creative and more in touch with the creative side that they want to express it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think tattoos are definitely an expression and extension extension of who you are as a person. So if you want to tell somebody or show them or give them some kind of message without even saying it, then you get a tattoo. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nine out of ten times you see somebody with a big line tattoo, you're like, oh, you're Leo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's all about people being able to express themselves, and that's why I think the main thing is, you know what I mean? And now I see people getting leg sleeves now. People are getting everything, man. Yeah. You know, this, this. What is Lexi doing for me a sleeve is like when the whole body part is covered by tattoos, yeah, so now they're doing the legs. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay, before okay. they used to just do arm sleeves, like how the basketball players have. Every day. But now they're doing legs. Like, I, I know Odell Beckham has both legs, yeah. and, and so does Little Wayne. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it came from rock stars to rappers, and, you know, the athletes copy rappers. So now yeah. the athletes are doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, damn, that's a rough one. I don't know if the athletes actually copy the rappers. That's kind of like, that's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say the, the rappers want to have the money of the ballers, but then the ballers want to be cool like the rappers. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah. I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. You know, it's just like, I think that people inspire people. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to be inspired by something. But I think one of the greatest inspirations is another person. And when you see a person doing something or whatever, it's just like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then one day, you know, they doing the same thing. So that's why I really think it is. And that's why music and rappers are such a big thing when it comes into the community. Honestly, bro, to keep it 100 with you, like I always tell the younger kids, especially kids in church, I tell them, if I never got the first one, I would have never keep getting them because I remember when I got the first one. As some some people say that some people are addicted to the feeling or to the ink, where you get the first one and then you just keep going and keep going and keep it's going and keep going. Yeah, my man said that they follow after Allen Iverson starting the first starting the first of the athletes. Or, 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 De, or was it Dennis Rodman? I don't, yeah, I don't. That's a rough one. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know, man, because people like Little Wayne. Been getting tattooed forever now. Exactly. He was the first one, I think, with the FaceTime. Him yeah, and Matt Tyson. For a fact, Wayne was getting a, had a FaceTime before Tyson. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I think definitely the, the rappers, I think the rappers was getting tattoos before the athletes. Wow. Yeah, I want to just... Because uh, I remember Iverson was shunned. That's how fact he was. You know yeah, he was looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to just um, change... Topics real quick. I wanted to ask you a quick question because of what happened last week. How do you feel about um, white people calling police on black people? Um, because it's, it's it's ongoing. Look at the situation with the young man who just um, got um, accused of groping. Of groping. How do you how do you? Is that the whole thing with um, Cornerstone Carolyn? Yeah, yeah, and, and also and also too um, the situation in regards to the 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 the, the, the woman. Who tried to deny the black man to get inside his own apartment and everything like that? How do you feel about ongoing situations and everything like that? You know, that that kind of stuff disgusts me, man. And and when I look at things like that, I don't look at it as a color thing. I don't look at it as this person is white and this person is black. I just look at this person as a horrible human being. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because before you white and before you black, you're a person. You're a human. You know what I mean? So I just think it's the upbringing. Because I, I don't want to alienate half of a race or a handful of a race due to some of the ignorance of a few people. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think it's just horrible, man. And I think it's the up the upbringing. Because mm. when a kid when a kid is born, you know what I mean? They're not born with a hate gene in them. You got to be taught that. That's a fact. That's true. You got to be taught how to hate. Speaking of that, um, like, like my little boy, he goes to a um, he goes to a charter school. He goes to Success Academy. Um, so it's around here. So it's a very diverse school. And I remember one morning, I dropped him off at school, and then he saw a little girl. Like you know, she she had she had blonde hair, blue eyes, and she was there with her father, and I'm there with him. So the father looks at me, and I look at him. Me and his father are obviously socially conscious about what goes on mm -hmm. around in the world, but mm -hmm. these are just two kids that go to the same school and, that and see each just, other the and same. They just want to play and talk. Exactly. So like he sees his friend, he calls out her name and he's ready to hop out the car. I'm like, wait, hold on, you gotta wait. And then he's like, No, 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 no. So like he runs up to the girl and he holds her hand and her father first thing he does is look at me, I look at him and I just shake my head and laugh. Because yeah, I'm like they kids. It's, it's more it's more awkward for you guys. Than it is for them. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like my my daughter, my youngest daughter, she goes to a predominantly diverse school. You know what I mean? Where there's everybody there. I'm talking about from um, even even Hasidic Jewish parents that bring their kids there. And 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 that's one thing I don't. I, I'm really careful with certain <laughs> things I say to her and tell her. You know what I mean? Because she has all kinds of friends from all kinds of different ethnicities. Mm. So I don't do things like, um, if she's trying to explain to me about one of her friends, I don't do things like, which one? The the, the, the little white girl? I don't do things like that. Mm. You know what I mean? I would look for something else to describe who I'm trying to, to see who she's talking about. You know what I mean? Because like I said, that kind of that thing is it, taught from young. Yeah. Separation and hate. I talk from young, you know what I mean? And as soon as they start going to school and stuff like that, it's so easy to start putting that in their brain until they grow up and then it's like, boom, a whole different story. You know what I mean? So like I said, I'm, I'm very careful with that. You know what I mean? At, at, at best, like me, myself completely. Um, I'm making love. I'm making love. I look at I look at myself as a, what you got, as a humanitarian, man. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like... I love human beings, you know what I mean, and to not me, to me it's just not about race, even though I know that it plays a major part in this world and the things that happen, which is just sad, you know what I mean? Can you question, do you think that Donald Trump is going to get eight years? Yo, listen, I didn't think he was going to get four, so, <laughs> so I can't even, I, I, I'm lost with that. If he gets eight years, I wouldn't be surprised, just like how Obama got eight years and a lot of other people were surprised. We'll probably be surprised when Trump gets yeah, listen, eight years. Listen, a lot of people like Trump, believe it or not. That's a fact. You know, I just you know, no, no, listen. Do you think if he gets off Larry Hoover, you think he'll pull? You think he'll do something like that? No, I don't think. I don't think the smoke and mirrors are that strong. You don't think so? I don't think they're that strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know when some somebody's basically trying to sweeten you up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
you know when somebody's trying to sweeten you up and want to um push some kind of agenda. Yeah. So I I don't know. I Cause, don't cause, know. Cause Kim, Kard- got, um, Kim Kardashian got somebody out through Trump and everything like that. That's right. She did right. Yeah, she did. Again? I forgot the name, but I know she 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 made that happen. She yeah, made that happen. I think, and everything yeah. like that. It was a female political prisoner. I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. it was a political mm-hmm. prisoner. Oh, and also too, I heard um um. Melania um, wants to have a boycott for T.I. For those that don't know, um, T.I. basically made a video, and the video, it shows Trump leaving the White House, and then T.I. is in the Oval Office, and on the desk of the Oval Office, there's a lookalike of the First Lady who is dancing on the table, and then um, she has that, <laughs> she has that jacket on, um, do I look like I even care? Yep. Which was a very controversial jacket because she wore it when she went to go see the refugee children in the That's camp. That's a fact. That's a fact. You, you know what? <laughs> go ahead. That's funny. It's art. He's an artist. You know what? It's it, Boycott. <laughs> in order to boycott something, I mean that you messed with it before. Yeah. Exactly. I mean that it's something heavily involved in your life. And I don't think that Melania Trump or anybody that support her, or Darren with her, whatever the case may be, ever bought a T.I. album. Mm. So, for you to say boycott T.I., what? Like, <laughs> nobody's not going to take that seriously. That's a fact. You yeah. know what I mean? They, what you call it? They, they, like, you know how many, like, people, all kinds of different people, black people, white people, tortured Obama in the office and did all kind of parodies and jumped in. There was no no boycotts. Mm. You know what I mean? That's one of the greatest things about being an American, being an American, and that's the freedom to be creative and say and do what you want half most of the time. I ain't gonna say all the time. Mm. But you know, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. She just needs to chill and eat that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> she she made it possible for me to even know what was going on. Exactly. <laughs> I knew nothing about a T.I. video until they say, yeah, let's boycott T.I. Like, really? Let's, let me look at the video now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shout out to you, Melania. Yeah. <laughs> publicity. Shout out to T.I. because that album is decent. Um, his first he's, very, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very conscious brother. He's a very conscious very. brother. He always gives back to his community and everything like that. And he's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. And he always put other people on, so I, I salute to him. And the South is, is definitely where, where it's at, 100% and everything like that. Fact, fact. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny that you, that you say the South is where it's at. Yeah, it is, yeah. And stuff like that. Because, you know, I don't know, like, I'll be having some just the random thoughts in my brain. Because mm. we, first we're talking about, like, this stuff going on with the, 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 Car- the Cornerstone Carolyn lady, her <laughs> being white, and the young black boy, and then the South. Like, there's so much separation, so much around the world. Because even when it's not a white and a black thing, it's a north and a south thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even when it's black, light skin versus dark skin. Yeah, it was black, it's light skin versus yeah, dark skin. It's so much separation. Facts. You know what I mean? And, like, like that that's the root of all the evil. Remember, the, the thing is that what I like about the south is... Um, I love the they, South. They, I, like, I like the South, you know, the, the women are very, very nice and friendly and everything like that, you know what I'm saying, number one. But number two, one thing I like about the South is, like, I respect Southern rappers, like, for example, like, I like guys who actually have lyrical content, yeah. like guys like um, Saha the Prince, guys like T.I. Yes. Um, is Virginia, is, do you think Virginia is considered to be the South, yes or no? 
Yeah. I say so. Okay, that's debatable. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's debatable. I mean, I think it is, but then so there's some guys who feel like it's debatable. You know what I'm saying? Guys like, I mean, they do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I said, it's debatable. They go to separation. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, I don't know, man. Make it up, you know I mean? Today's word is separation, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? There's people in Houston that don't believe that Atlanta's the South. They believe it's, yeah, people, these people don't believe Florida is the South. See, you know what I mean? But it's the South. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? At this point, <laughs> at this point, I don't even know. It's the South, though. The only reason why some people don't consider Florida the South is the attitude of Florida. They feel like Florida is more like an island that's just connected to, to the rest of the, that's connected to the rest of the South, but. It's the South. I don't, yeah. It's the South. Yeah. Of course it's the South. Of course it's yeah. the South. I think at the end of the day, all we left with is just opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that um, my man um, who literally devoured um, Drake, you understand what I'm saying? What's his name again? Pusha T. Pusha T. You feel me? Shout, Shout out to his brother too. Shout out to Pusha. Who's also a Christian rapper now. No matter. to the Lord. You feel me? And um, I like guys like um, Scarface. Mm. I like guys like... Um, um, you know, so I hear the trick or treat. I hear that. I just came to change clothes. His name again? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. That boy. Slim Thug. Yeah, there's a lot of good rappers. Slim Thug. But there's rappers that are trash. You feel yeah. me? I will be honest yeah. with you. They, 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 I'm just keeping it a buck with you. You heard? Um, um, I'll just keep it a buck with you. I'm just being honest with you. you there's, good, there's good and bad everywhere we and of, of course, of course. Like this white, I mean, white rappers. In, in, in New York as well, you feel me? Yeah, you know, you, you know the funny thing about me is that Shout out to my, the, my, my, I got this chip in my brain. It's like Go an ahead. Intel chip. Go ahead. Like you put it in the computer. And my brain processes things so fast. So I got this filter next to my mouth before That'd I be say a, certain things. Say you know what I mean? And um, I don't know, like like certain music and certain things I believe in just for certain people. I feel you. Yeah, you know I mean, so I don't know. I can't say that this dude is trash. You know what I mean? Cause he got a fan base. You know what I mean? So I guess it's for them. You know what I mean? It's not my thing. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? So I hear you. That's my whole. But, 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 but the thing is that what I like about the South is, like I said, you know, it may not be my thing, mm-hmm. but because he's from the South, we're gonna be behind him. Yeah. And do you feel like up north? We could, I mean, we, we do you feel like we have a lot of work in regards to applying that? Like, we got to look out for our own, we got to be for our own. What I think, what I think happened at the end of the day is that a lot of people in the north didn't even realize that the south existed until it was already here. By the women, because one. One year the South just took over and DJ Khaled and T Pain and all of them they pushed out. I don't, I don't think that nobody knew that they was coming till they was out in front of the door ringing the bell. Exactly. You know what I mean? And one thing about a southern artist is that southern artists really hustle and really grind. They were the first ones to be on the corners by the stores in the Walmart selling CDs by At the trunk of the car, yeah. Yo, and I, and I mean, I'm talking about they were buying Bentleys and Benzes with CDs that they were selling at the, at the trunk of their car. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like, like Master P. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Master P. P. Like Slim Thug. Slim Thug, too. Slim Thug. Um, <laughs> you, you got what you call it? Um, like Mike Jones back in the day. Um, let, let's just say 80 to 90% of the artists back then that became successful from the South was doing that. 
You know what I mean? Because Ludacris too. Yeah, because they didn't have the option. And they, they mm -hmm. couldn't walk out their house and get on a train and go to Def Jam. And all you know the, what I mean? Yeah, because all the big record labels they, up here. They couldn't go around the corner That's and it's Atlantic Records. That's real. All the labels are here. All the major labels are in New York. That's a fact. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you were in the South, a thousand miles away, you know what I mean? You try to get on or whatever, you're not just going to get a ticket and pop up in New York. So you got to think of a whole different game plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They made their voice so loud that you had to hear it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then the New Atlanta came in with Future, yeah. um, Young Thug, Richard Kwan, and all those other guys. Fact. Um, Migos and all of them. Fact. And they came, I, I think the majority of them all came under one label. Fact. Um, and there was the Mr. Cali Park that came with Soldier Boy. Man, breaking out the history. Soldier yeah. Boy I, I, th I think Soldier Boy's the originator, to be honest with you. No? Soldier Boy, he's not the originator. You know, he was one of them. One of them, right? One of them, right? He wanted to come out. I think who led the rush of the South... And, say, and let people say, you know what? They're all right, and we can accept them as Little John. Little John, yeah. Yeah? Little, of course. Not cash money, though. Little, little John was the one that went commercial first. Yeah, mm. I could say that. Cash see money that. and people like No Limit was doing anything in the South. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't I until like Little John and them came with Scrappy and all of them whatever, and then people like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, then you had you had the crunk music, yeah. the slap music, exactly. and then came trap, and then you, and then before that, then you had your Khaleds mm. and your and your little wings and your baby babies. And Here's your question: Do do you feel that Ti is the king of trap music? Do you, he 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 claims to be. I don't think does he say trap music? Trap music. He, he says say, he says he's the king of the south and the creator of trap music. He's a creator of trap music. Really? Yeah. He said he 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 basically trap music. He said he basically popularized trap music. He said that, and he's I, the one that like brought it to the mainstream. I don't know if I really consider Ti a trap artist though. Oh, I, I think. So. I don't know. When man. he first came out as a Republican band man, everybody was wearing. When I when I think when I think of when I think of, of, of trap music, I'm thinking of Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Facts. I know a lot of guys that but, did, but, they, but they have his work in, 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 in um in the trap museum too. Who? Um they, 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 they created a trap museum to trap trap museum. Yeah, yeah. to celebrate trap music. Wow, that's incredible. It's a trap it's a trap music museum. That's incredible. Yeah, shout out shout Shout out to the Trap Museum. Facts, facts. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a big fact. What I want to ask is, um, they, they have that. So, I mean, I give them credit in regards to, like, I looked at him and Luda when it was coming out as one of the best guys in the South. Yeah. No, I, you know what I'm saying? Tia, I, I'm not saying that Trap is, is, like, a more diluted form of rap or anything like that. Yeah. But I see T.I. as something else, like... He's super lyrical and conscious. Well, he is, he is conscious. I don't, I don't see him as trapped. Maybe that's just me. His first few albums was trapped, though. Yeah, facts. He uh, was trapped is basically <laughs> talking about detailing drugs, you know, yeah, stuff like that, man. getting incarcerated yeah, but, and stuff yeah, like that. When you popped in that Thug Motivation 101 from Jeezy, even if you didn't sell drugs, you wanted to sell drugs. Jeezy made you want to sell bricks. I'm going to tell you how I story back then. I remember... I remember me and my boy, shout out to my boy, he won't say no names, but back then he had a little Honda Civic, a little red one, and we used to take interstate trips 
and my boy he was African, so he had he had his own bootleg shop downtown Brooklyn mm. before downtown Brooklyn turned into what it is now. They used mm. to have little little trap spots. Yeah. I would say I like downstairs to be a sneaker store. Upstairs they braid hair. When yeah, you go upstairs, yeah. you go to the back. Yeah. He's the little bootleg shop where they yeah, sell the right. bootleg and they sell everything else. If right. he wasn't there, you don't know about that. <laughs> so like we would go on the road. And we go OT, and he just had mad bootlegs. He would pop them in. I remember one of the bootlegs he used to pop in was Jeezy. That was motivation. What he said, and what kind of grown man named himself after a bag? And it's like the vibe you would get on the road while listening to to the trap music Yo, by man. Jeezy while Jeezy doing that. Jeezy, at one point, Jeezy will make you feel like Pablo Escobar even if you sold a nickel bag of weed. <laughs> That's a fact. You know what I mean? It's a fact. Jeezy will make you feel like something different. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. King of track, King of South. Definitely, definitely. I, I just wanted to be sitting. Oh, so, right. Go ahead, Bacar. I was going to say, people probably associate Jeezy more with trap and drugs because of his association with BMF. It's, you said it. Is, 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 is a boy ever going to get out anytime soon? Uh, Big Meech? Yeah. I'm not sure, but... They were trying to get Obama to get him out, but that was a flop. It's, it's, not, it's not a life sentence, right? No, it's not a life sentence. I think he only got like 20 years. Or I said only like 20. He has 20 years. Left? I know that was the original sentence. Mm. It was about 20 <laughs> years or something like that. And um, what you call... I know Obama did get a bunch of people out, though. He did, um... We'll, we'll finish organization. Yeah. They, what you call... I don't know the exact organizations that were at hand that had something to actually do with it. Okay. But I know what you call... My my brother, you know what I mean? Um, he, what you call it, he had a life sentence, a 20-year a, a sentence. Okay. And he got, he received a letter. So so what was, it, what was his charge? I mean, I mean... Conspiracy. That, conspiracy to what exactly? To, um, to distribute cocaine. Did they have proof on him that he uh, did? So they said, you know what I mean? And there wasn't no cocaine in court or anything like that. You know, mm -hmm. conspiracy, conspiracy. Big Meech was sentenced to 30 years. And they did petition to Obama to, to have Meech. his sentence. So he, he has 30 years left? No, nah, he'd been started this time. So how many more years has he has Meech left? probably got about another 15 years. That's crazy. But the thing is that, you think you think he's going to be he's gonna get out soon? He's scheduled for release on 2032. 32. That's like, that's like almost 15 years from now, right? Sorry, it's not around there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but um, yeah, I know my brother and them, they, he, he what you got, had conspiracy. You know what I mean? And um, conspiracy is a dangerous thing, man. But what does that mean exactly? Conspiracy is basically like me, you, and him say that this guy sold cocaine and did that or whatever. They're going to lock him up. It could just be a thought sometimes. Yeah. Just be a there's, thought. There's no, there's no, it has to not be... One stitch of physical evidence. One stitch of physical evidence. No. He, he say, she say. Yeah. That's how a lot of dumb dudes got locked up in the body murder case. Basically, yeah. A conspiracy. You know, you, you conspiracy is go hand in hand with the RICO law, mm -hmm. and RICO law is basically evading taxes, saying that you didn't pay your taxes and stuff like that. Because the money that you gained was illegally, so yeah. you don't pay taxes on it. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that so, makes it a federal crime. So they crime. use stuff like that as a part with conspiracy to prove the case or whatever. Wow. Depending on what money uh, you have or possessions and stuff like that. And that's, you know I mean, part of my that's because they first devised that against Al Capone. Mm. 
That's when they first came out with the Rico law. Wow. Against Al Capone. You, you, you said it wasn't during the, it wasn't the time of um of um, Nelson Rockefeller, right? No, right? No. Okay. Al Capone. Okay. When when prohibition. Oh yeah, facts. Well, prohibition facts. was still when alcohol wasn't legal. Facts. And Al Capone, they know he was murdering police, murdering people, doing this, doing that, and they couldn't get nothing to stick to him. The only thing that they could get to stick taxes. to him jail is taxes. Mm. Wow. So you put a murderer in jail for taxes. <laughs> wow. That's real, that's real, that's real. You know what I mean? But that's all they could do. Let, let me ask you a quick question. The, the Larry Hoover situation, what did he go to prison for exactly for? Larry, Larry, Larry Hoover's story is just crazy, though. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, I mean, once they stop using you, you become expendable. Okay. Exactly. You know what I mean? Larry who was doing his thing with the police and them for the longest. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Freeway. Yeah, Rick I respect Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah, because he played, he played the game. Yeah, you know I mean, so like, I don't know, dog. Like, they when it, when it's time for you to go down and somebody gotta get the short end of the stick, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. You served six life sentences. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So this question, um, with the Larry Hoover situation, the reason why his sentence was reduced and stuff like that was because of the mere factor that. He pinned them in regards to the government yeah. getting involved, you know, with the, yeah. you know, the, 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 you know, with the, uh, with the Iran Contra yeah. scandal and everything yeah. like that that Reagan and Bush was part of. That yeah. we should, you, you guys should know about. Reaganomics. Reaganomics. Here, we're the biggest crooks. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean, I grew up in Reaganomics. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you see how the opiate crisis yeah. is the same thing as the crack epidemic, but because it's white people. Is a different type of situation. That's a fact. No, I was just yeah. reading a little bit on Larry Hoover. They said um, after a 17 year undercover investigation by the federal government, Damn. Hoover was indicted for drug conspiracy, extortion, and continued to engage in a criminal enterprise. Um, he helped start the Gangster Disciples, the yeah, GDs. Um, he is. He and that's one of the arguments with Kanye with Trump and why he trying to get Larry Hoover out. Because he think that he'd be an important building block to the foundation of controlling the youth in Chicago, which are mainly GD, and basically stop like you know what I mean, like get things under control. So basically, all the killing. free the OG and put everybody in their place. That's what. Yeah, that's basically. So GDs are folk, right? I don't know. You know I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about things like that, you know what I mean? I Maybe, you, you know what I mean? I, I don't you. I respect know. that. I mean, but um, I, they, I know that they want them to try to build some kind of, establish some kind of... Yeah, um, it says it right here. It says, while incarcerated, um, Lai Hoover helped form the Folk Nation, which added other gangs such as yeah, Black Disciples, see, I, something I didn't know. Saiyan yeah. Disciples, yeah. Number two, two Two Boys, Gangsters, Gangsters... Two six Simon but City. But like, do you feel like the Kanye West Trump meeting was a dub, or you feel something was accomplished? You think a deal was made? I feel that it wasn't I, a. Go ahead. I feel like he went. Up, I feel like presentation is everything, mm. and he just went about it the wrong way. That's what I think. I, I mean, I like. I, I try to always look and look at the 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 silver lining and everything, and see. The, the the reason for the madness. I mean, I could kind of see with Kanye, the angle he coming at, like, you want to spread love 
and he believed that love could change the world and things like that. But um, I just the, the way that he did it. But I think he came up with some valid points. Hmm. You know what I mean, as far as things that he wanted Trump to hear hear him out about. And uh, I basically just like everything, I think that they exploited him. Hmm. You know what I mean, I think honestly that if you listen to the whole entire thirty-minute interview. I think he got a lot of points across, but I think, like you said, it was his delivery yeah. because it wasn't like well thought out and structured. It was just thoughts flying out all at yeah. one time. But at the same time, there was a couple rappers that went into the Obama White House when Obama they was never, president. They never got those cameras. They, they never got those cameras. They never got that say-so. They didn't talk about real issues that was facing us yeah. as people. And I feel like even though, even though... Kanye played a certain role to get into that house, mm -hmm. and but he got in front of those cameras and said things that wasn't never said before. Yeah. I could say, you know, because mm -hmm. Rick Ross went there, Jay Z went there, um, Nas went there, Pusha T went there, Swiss Beats went there, all under the Obama administration, yeah. and they had like these private dinners where we don't know what was discussed. Yeah. And basically, here's Kanye in front of one thing. Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know about that meeting too with Kanye is that he actually. Did, redesigned a new hat for Trump mm. and it said make America great mm. there was no again on it you know what I mean he gave him a new hat like hey, please wear this hat mm. make America great so like I said Kanye I ain't gonna count him out yet you know what I mean I'm not gonna count the brother out sometimes people gotta walk their own little, but but, but T.I. did T.I. just did and also too my man heard Drake also did too talking about um Drake about Drake I think is the more personal they got a more personal thing going on. A more personal thing than yeah, his wife? Yeah, I mean, with his wife, he Drake is upset, I believe, that um, they exposed the whole baby thing. Was, was Kanye part of that? He, he believed that he Kanye believed that he is, was but the one that told Pusha T about the whole baby thing. But how do you know about the information? Though? But Pusha T came out and said that it was actually Drake's producer. His best friend. Yeah, 40. 40, yeah. <laughs> that I told him. So. That told him what, what, about... No, Forty actually told a woman, you know, pillow talk. Okay. Uh, a lot of guys do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get down, lay down, eating some food. Like, yo, guess what? Should he go back and tell this chick and this chick and that dude? And then, yeah, that's what it is. I could believe that. I could believe that strongly. Because, I mean, Pusha came right out. He's like, Kanye, tell me. I heard I got him from 40. Wow. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's... This situation kind of weird. But, but my thing, for a long possible. time, like, how old is his son? Like five? Yeah. For a long time? Nah, I don't think his son is five. I think five. like three or four. I think he just said like that. Yeah, I think he did two or three. Regardless, regardless of what, Drake is a superstar. He's a major artist. You know what I mean? And that's not something that I felt he wanted to come out into the public eye. Yeah, because it makes him look human. Yeah, you know what I mean? He was going as this playboy and he... And like he said, he used to talk bad about his parents about not staying together for his father leaving. And now yeah. he's been exposed for doing the same thing, so he looks like a hypocrite. He speaks about that on the album. Yeah, so I, um, like I said, his beef with Kanye is personal. Facts. More personal. Yo, I have to ask this quick question. How do you feel about that vixen, Brittany, on Instagram? She's talking about Colin Kaepernick. I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of that. The word? She's talking, she's trying, she has a book. And 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 Nani she has a book. What happened with her car? I was gonna say I don't think she's trash talking him. She basically told the truth. Like he had her up in the crib, and 
Yo. She was using him and he was using her. Like she was using him. Yeah. But before he got into the relationship with Nessa, he was with Instagram mom. You know, young. He was a young man getting money. You know, when you young and you getting money, you start uh, doing I don't know the story, but it sounded like to me, it sounded like cloud chasing. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically a groupie that he was dealing with. And, and he used to make her pay for her own tickets to come fly out and see him. So now she's complaining about it. And then she's staying in his house, clean up, do the bed, sheets, and cook. And he come home, and she take care of him. And then after a while, he kicked her out. And she, and she was like, will I see you again? And he said, what I want to do is different from what I actually do. And then so she was quoting him in, in the book. Yeah. But, but, but she also put a lot of the other people. She put, um, um, she, she also messed with Chris Brown. She also messed with... She's um, looking for a check. She's a modern-day superhead. She's looking for a check. Yeah. I, I don't even get that. I think, I think Amber Rose has made it legal for... Uh, has gave the green light. For even like even if Colin Kaepernick did that, that has nothing to do with the reason what made him infamous. That has nothing to do with that. Okay, he's... To some females, he's an asshole. Okay, that still doesn't change the reason for... Will put him in the position, yeah. and that's taking a stance on police brutality. Facts. In the, in the United States. Facts. And nobody not acknowledging it. So Facts. That's that's a bunch of clout. You know, clout chasing is a professional sport these days. Exactly. Faster to Kashi six nine. That's a fact. That's a fact. What, what you guys thinking about that fight that happened in the NBA the other day? I know a lot of people were entertained by that fight, and it's the first fight in the NBA in a while. So what you guys think about that? Rondo spit in the face of Chris Paul. Did he do purposely though? Yeah, cause cause from what I heard, I heard they had they've been having beef for a while. Well, I seen it. It didn't look like he actually like built up the spit enough, and like. But he swung, bro. Look like he just came out his mouth. Now he's, well, he's, he swung, bro. He swung definitely. He swung. He got his hits. He didn't cough up a loogie, but like you know, <laughs> he's still spitting the man's face. Uh, I, I, gotta look, I gotta look at it again. I gotta look at it again. I don't think that it's still. I don't think that it tops Indiana Detroit fight. Nah, of course not. <laughs> but because Indiana Detroit fight, there's in the stands. Yeah, but because of the fight at the Palace with the Detroit versus um, the Detroit Pistons versus the Indiana Pacers, mm. um, it's mandatory. Whoever throws a punch or swings during it's the suspended. NBA fight. Yeah, yeah, you're suspended. How many, how many games? Three games? Um, Did they decide yet? I don't know if I they think, decided. I yet. think the guy, the rookie, the tall skinny guy, he got four games. I think Chris Paul and Ron, I think Chris Paul got two and Rondo got three. But, but you still get paid though, right? No, I don't believe so. Oh, so hold up. You get paid for every game? That's how it works? Yeah. You get paid per game. Yeah, you get paid per game. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I know they take your contract and whatever it is, they divide it by the games and that's how much you get paid every game. Every game. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't play those games, you don't get paid for those games. Wow. So these dudes get two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand a game. Easy. That's a that's a lot of money. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that kind of turkey we want, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Life Jennings. Shoot. Must be nice. That's what you're talking about, what? Mm-hmm. So how much do you think LeBron getting for every game? Over a mil, right? Um, he probably makes a decent amount. This guy ain't turkey, bro. This guy ain't turkey money, bro. Yo, look how is a motivator to me, yeah? Yeah, I'm not even. I don't even follow shit like that no more. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I can't even be rated off. I can't even. I can't even compute that in my brain. Yeah. Like how many? Like like how many millions? Yeah, it got a lot. 
Yeah. And also, too, what I like about LeBron, too, is um, his barber is his friend. All of his friends. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm one of the biggest LeBron haters on the planet. I'm not a fan. But one thing I can say is that he's a good brother. It's a fact. You know what I mean? And shout out to him for opening the school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And doing other things in the community and stuff like that. Okay, here's the breakdown, guys. Um, sorry to cut you off, my brother. This is the breakdown. His total his total salary is seventy two point three million per week. That's one per week. That's yeah per week. That's one point three million per day. That's one hundred and ninety eight thousand. He makes per day per hour. That's eight thousand dollars per hour per per minute. One hundred thirty seven dollars per minute per second. Two dollars per second. Bino, what's good, baby? Turkey. Shout out to my to my homie Bino, man. Yeah. I mean, RIP stack bundles. That's a yeah, that, that, that was an unfortunate. Situation. He got that'd be, jealousy, that'd be right? Later birthday, huh? He got the jealousy, right? I, I don't know the exact story, but I mean, I know there was a, a super big loss. Yeah. yeah. To, to hip hop, you know what I mean? Definitely. Same thing for two thugs. I had one, the privilege to actually meet him and be with him in the same room and create a record together. Wow. Man. You know what I mean? I had that privilege, and what you did, I ain't gonna lie. One thing about bundles is when I first met bundles and I met my homie Bino. And um, picked him up from the airport. We met him back to our studio, and we was creating a record, or whatever. And I had my paper and my pen, and I'm writing. And are you a rapper? I, many moons ago, <laughs> many moons ago. But what you call it? Bundles was walking through the studio, and he just said, like this. I'm like, yo, what the? Fuck? I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He was writing in his head. I ain't never seen nobody do that in my life. Wow. He is putting it together in his head. And then he went in the booth and dropped it. I said, wow, son is incredible. Wow. He's incredible. <laughs> He's incredible. Facts. I never see, I only heard of that. Facts. It was an urban legend. That's a fact. For the longest until That's I seen it. Yeah. Word up, man. Shout out to Bundles. Yo, um, how many minutes do you have on, on Ricard? Uh, oh, yeah, we got about four minutes. So I still have more. Definitely. Um, Want to give a shout out to my man Spider. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Doing for the community, I met him. Shout out to y'all. I met him, like I said, I met him through um, Instagram through my homegirl Lady Sha, and I like how basically he's very, very. Shout positive. out to Sha Sha. You know what I'm saying? Sha Sha was here with us last week. You know what so what shout saying? out to her. I know Sha since we, we was like Fact. seven, Fact. Wow. six. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I know husband sex was like <clears throat> when I was like a toddler. My man was a baby. Wow. You feel me? So. That's my little bro, YB, and everything like that. Shout out to him and everything like that. But um, like I said, you know, we want to support you. We want to help you with what you're doing. And I know you want to help us. So you're a good dude, man. Shout out to my man again. The other two artists again. Oh, what you want, Prentice? What you call a box? Yeah, it's a good dude, man. Shout out to That's his today's birthday. It's a happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, man. So I want to just say, keep doing what you're doing. Let's continue to help each other and build each other. That's a fact, man. What about your double closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely dope to be able to speak about positive things and shed your thoughts because you already know I talk forever. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, that, like I said, man, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to the to the Brick Network. You know what I mean? Shout out to your viewers, people that support the page Facts. and the GoFundMe. You know what I mean? Definitely support these brothers. They doing something dope and positive. You know what I mean? What's that? Get it's that a gift from his roses while he's That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, I want to, like I said, I appreciate y'all having me up here. Thanks again. You know what I mean? Hope y'all yeah, get nothing but positivity and much Definitely. success in the future. And tell people where you're still located at. We, we are, we right there on 1626 Bedford Avenue in um, Brooklyn, New York, right by McAvers College. You know what I mean? Please don't hesitate to hit us up. My Instagram is Ink by Spider. That's Spider with a Y, S P Y D E R. You can hit me up on um, iCloud, um, Ink by Spider at iCloud.com. <coughs> hit me up on Facebook, it don't matter. Get at me. We'll kick it, sit down, and um, see if I can take care of what you need. Shout out to Spider for coming through. Shout out to all the independent business owners and the black business owners. Spider told me that we got to get together and do something where all black businesses could be publicized and be put together right. so that we could network and show people that black people can't conduct business correctly. Yeah, cross-promotion. That's what we're doing right here because this yeah, is a black-owned business and we having an interview with Spider, but then we also invite everybody to the show. This is one of the first shows that I'll put you on TV that will give you open invitation, you know? It's going to be a time when the price going to go up and you guys going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to everybody for watching tonight. Shout out to all the guests that's coming, that came, that's been coming on the show. Shout out to Spider for coming out tonight. Big fact, big fact. We thank all you for watching. We thank those viewers that's watching on YouTube, Facebook, and the Break Network. Thank you for all your support, all your love, and we'll continue to be here same time next week. Catch us Thursday on the Brick Network. I'm Sanders. You got hit us with the prayer. Father, we thank you for what you're doing through us. Help us to be more innovative. Help us to be more creative, and help us to make an impact in the lives of those. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for watching, guys. And we'll see you next week. YouTube is the Real World TV. GoFundMe.com backslash the Real World. Um, we're here every. Monday on Facebook Live and every Thursday on TV. So shout out to you guys. Good night and take care.